I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know everything they could say. We are here to remind you what you already, already, already know. Hello and welcome back to Vagina Talks. Dear, beloved, darling listener, wherever you are, I hope you are feeling the beauty and the value of your heart, the preciousness of you being alive. I'm incredibly honored that you're choosing to spend this time with me. Thank you. I hope it enriches you and fills you with exactly the exact thing that you're needing right now. I'm going to talk today with you about trusting your body. Now, we talk about this a lot. I talk about it a lot. That's because it's important and we're going to talk about it again. Okay. So the thing that I want to talk about today in particular, this is your like friendly reminder that your body is not lying to you. Your body is communicating with you. It's not communicating anything other than what is happening. So a reminder that Feelings and emotions are a body experience. Emotions are a cascade of hormones. It's a visceral, physical experience. It's something that has to be digested through the physical body as well as cognated and energetically has a frequency, has energies. They put off, put off these waves and are affected by waves, okay, that we're frequency beings. And that these bodies give us symptoms and they're like phone calls from our inner self okay and so when your body is asking for something it is telling you that you need something okay and again let's review it is good that you have needs it is a good thing that you have needs okay so when your body is asking for something it is incredibly important that you believe it, not dismiss it. Now, when I experienced allostatic load, which is sometimes referred to as adrenal fatigue, so I was um, incredibly exhausted and was not restoring when I rested. So this was, I don't know, 2016, I think. And I was um, I had these physical symptoms. I couldn't walk like more than 40 feet without getting winded. I couldn't stand for like normal periods of amount of time. I constantly felt like I had to have my feet up, not just sitting down, but having them up all the way. Um, I wasn't thinking very clearly. I um, was having night sweats. I was sleeping. I wasn't, I was sleeping, but I wasn't resting. I wasn't dropping. And one of the things that I learned that I needed to do, this is such a good one, was I needed to learn how to put myself to bed before I was exhausted. I had to learn how to rest before I crashed. 
And this is very, I also, part of my journey in my life has been about learning how to feed myself before I'm like actively hungry. And, um, you know, like, hey, like, hey, like, hung, like, oh my gosh, like crisis hungry of just being like, oh my God, my belly and oh my God. And I had to learn the cues that I was getting from my body that came before the loud crisis cues. So one of the gentle cues for sleep was that I would start to think about like better rest. It would like cross my mind like a flitting thought. But I'd be like, oh, I'm not tired. It's not bedtime. So like, I'll do that later. My hunger, I would think about what I was eating. I was like, but I'm not hungry. So we'll do that later. Right? Now, what that meant was that I didn't do anything about being in bed when tired hit, when exhausted hit. And I didn't do anything about having food when hunger hit because I would get these subtle gentle cues that would say this is coming and I would miss it and so then I would get hungry and I know so many people that have this experience and then I would have to make food hungry which doesn't always lend itself to the best food choices and um uh for me and when I was you know with, with sleep I would like get exhausted. And then it was like, I used to, I refer to myself as a light switch, you know, like I'm like, oh, people are like, oh my God, you have so much energy. And I'm like, until I don't. And then I'm done, you know? And that was extremely true then. It's still true now. But the thing is, I wouldn't put myself to bed most of the time until the light switch was out, which meant brushing my, so which means I was not in bed, brushing my teeth, going to the bathroom, changing into my PJs, or just taking off my clothes to climb into bed, any closing logistical comments of my night, that's when I was married and I had an entire life that was collaborative, <laughs> like any of those things that might need to happen before going to bed, responding to something, wrapping up my day, preparing for the next day, these are all things that sometimes wouldn't even cross my mind until I had hit exhausted. And so the process of learning to trust our body is not only learning to trust our crisis cues, but learning to listen to and understand and catch. And then here's the kicker, listen to. I know I said that, but I'm like bouncing about it now. Like, I hear the cue and then I act on the cue. It's amazing. It's a totally different life. What happens now is when I think I start to get these little cues, little cues at bedtime. I'm getting a little tired or I'm beginning to wind down. And then I prep myself and then I'm in bed when tired hits. And then I go to sleep. Like if I think about food and then I make food, when I sit down to eat, I'm hungry. And then I eat. It's amazing. Sounds a little ridiculous to be so dreamy about it, but it's about it, about it, but it's true. It was absolutely life-changing. And the way that, and this is the same thing, we're going to talk a little, um, emotion aspect, the same thing with my 
anger and my rage because anger and rage specifically, Tammy Kent teaches, beloved teacher Tammy Kent, thank you, teaches that rage is the voice of an unmet need. I was needing something, an emotional or sometimes a physical need that is unmet, that has been ignored, right? And so the process of trusting myself became this process of understanding what I was needing before I hit rage point. The way that I would like pay attention when I like lost my shit. I'd just be like, this is not going to work. Just, oh, bless me in my 20s. Right? I was just losing my mind because I had gone so far past ignoring what I was needing. Emotional care or spaciousness or... Uh, consistency or integrity with myself. Like, you know, I'd miss those points and then I would lose it because it's important, you know? And so as I befriended my rage, as I befriended these voices that were screaming to get my attention, I began to learn the subtler cues, the irritation. And then now it's just the voice of a need that I live in a lot of the time. I don't have these like anger rage outbursts like I did because that little voice that says in the same way that I'm like, mm, I'm thinking about what I might want to eat later is like the feeling I said, I'm like, oh, I'm thinking about like making a different agreement with this person. It's just like, huh, I'm feeling a little curious about that. I'm like, oh, let's look, right? Let's sit down and make a meal out of this subtle and important gentle cue. I had a really important and really intense awakening, medicinal, painful experience recently. I had hit a point of intense exhaustion and kind of the culmination of this like six month window where I really hit my, uh, this has to change. Is this a change? This is extreme. And it was really extreme. And uh, I really went way, you know, I really was important. It was an important time. And and then it needed to change shape. It needed to change shape the way that I needed to put myself. I referred before the month that I hit my my last, my like, before I hit my I'm really, really done, I was telling people that I um, was navigating the triage list in my life of the crisis, the like sequential or like simultaneous rather um, crises that were happening in, in my, in my family, my like par- partner circles and, you know, like these, like this the important relationships, like a lot of crisis, but like, where's the triage? Like who gets treated now? And I kept saying like, I'm on that triage list, right? Like I need a level of care. Um, and there was, someone else who was higher on that triage list. And I had what I needed to have to go and do that. And when that part was done, I was the next one on the triage list. I was it. That was it. It was like, get me, get, get, get her in, get her a room, get her a bed, get her, um, hooked up, you know? And that's exactly what I did. And I, and I was like, now I'm going to care for me. And now I'm going to help me heal the way that I took care of other people and helped other people heal like the priority the priority the same way that I was like the priority was like these other people I was like now I'm the priority I like I have to be one of the mantras that I've used when I do the caretaking with my nibblings and in the various ways that I've moved through the world is I have to be able to help to help 
feel like that might be important for someone else today. I'm going to repeat that. I have to be able to help to help. And so, you know, being able to help means being able to, you know, having capacity, right? Having capacity. And so my, you know, I've taken my care of myself very seriously in all of these years that I've, you know, dedicated offering a lot of care to other people in various ways. And, um, and that was important. So listening to those cues, but the message that I got when I went, when I came, when I, when I moved to the top of the triage list was I had had, uh, and this is, it's okay. You'll keep up. It's, it's related. I had had a very interesting time leaving. I was in New Mexico, leaving New Mexico. Now, I, I am beloved there and people often say like, I wish you were staying longer. You know, that's a beautiful thing. But this was in particular, almost every single person that I talked to was like, are you staying longer? Can you stay longer? When are you leaving? Um, but like, you're not really leaving then, right? Highly intuitive people who are very spacious, know me a long time. I do a lot of coming and going. It was repetitive. The very last person I said goodbye to as they hugged me, was like, wish you weren't going on the plane. And then was like, no, of course I do. Of course you do, you know. And then I got on the plane and it was the worst takeoff and worst landing of my life. And I was terrified the whole time. And uh, I like flying. And I, I have some mortality moments sometimes, you know, like any of us. Well, I don't know. Like any of us. I don't know if everyone does, but any of us do. Any of us can have those moments when I make a choice. Sometimes when I get in a car, get on a plane or walk outside or... turn on the stove you know but I mean I don't I'm not plagued by that generally speaking but um but usually I have a moment where I just reset I'm just like okay universe like whatever side of the veil you want me on like wherever I will be of best service in this time and I want to live I could not reset myself and the message that I got I was it was incredibly excruciating painful excruciatingly painful And the message that I got was, if you want to live the beauty, subtle, glorious life, the beauty path, if you want to live the, the, the luscious, like easy, rich, loving life that I have boldly asked for, they said, you're going to have to listen to the beauty clues and the easy clues, and the subtle clues. Like, when we give you the gentle messages, you got to listen to the gentle messages to be guided on the gentle path. If you require the loud, loud messages, you will be on the loud path. It's not moral. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's just sane. That's just, if that's what catches my attention and what makes me make a different decision then that's what's going to be the, that's how I'm going to get my guidance in my life. Right. And so they're like, and if you don't, it's going to be really loud. Like we're, there's not going to be so much gray zone is what was being offered to me in this time was like, we're going to give you the, we're going to give you the gentle path for your life. And if you listen to it in all the ways that you have influence, you will have the gentle path. Right. That's a bold statement to say. May it be true, universe. I, I accept. <laughs> May it be so gentle. Yes, yes, yes. More and more gentle and luxurious and pleasurable and full. You know? And like, and if you don't, it's going to be loud and painful. We're going to get your attention right quick. 
we're going to we're going to quickly course correct you. You've asked for that. I'm like, "Oh man, I sure did." Oh man. And and where I am right now, even though that was so so painful, which it was, I got off the plane and didn't get back on. And de- I flew from New Mexico to Texas and then got a train from Texas to Philadelphia. I opted to get off that plane and to slow down literally and to cross the country with someone else driving and to rest which I did I'm talking about listening and trusting your body which is a sensory system I'm talking about trusting your many bodies in kundalini yoga And like the energy yoga based yoga they talk about and lots of yoga talks about this. They talk about the many bodies, negative body, like your like negative mind, positive mind, neutral mind. You have your emotional body, your energetic body, your uh, physical body. You know, you have all of these. I'm feeling really like, like I don't know what I'm talking about all of a sudden, but I think I do know what I'm talking about. But but there's, there's many, there's many, I'm like, don't like take notes and publish this as like an official yogic body energetic anatomy that I just gave you. That's the point of what I'm saying. Okay. But that there's many aspects to our bodies. And so when I say trust your body, I'm talking about trust your bodies, your unified self and the aspects of yourself, your mind and the cues that you're getting. And specifically your physical body is giving you cues and it's sending messages to your conscious mind that you may be missing because you are waiting for the loud physical cues. And so this is an invitation and a boon and a blessing and an invitation, invitation, invitation to do the work of becoming more connected to the subtler cues. And one of the best ways I know how to do that is to pay attention to the cues that you can pick up on. So you don't need to worry about like, how do I make sure I get the early subtle ones? You just, by really paying attention and taking aligned action with the cues that you are getting. So if you know that when you get a headache, you need to lay down and be quiet instead of doing the other things that you might do to avoid that, do it. And when you do that with the intention of like, what did I need earlier that could have taken care of me in a different way. Again, there's no moral judgment here. It's not right or wrong. It's not like you're never, I mean, you're talking, I'm talking, I'm talking from someone who's had a lot of headaches in her life. Um, a lot. So, so I use that one with a lot of affection, um, that it's the lessening of it the gentling of it can happen by trusting and paying attention to what's happening. The other piece I want to give you right now is there's paying attention to the cues, but I want you to pay attention to what feels good. Those cues, what feels really good, what feels pleasurable, what makes your body open, what lifts your chin up, what drops your shoulders, what opens your hips, like those body cues. Also, what makes you think things in your life like, oh, that was so sweet. That was so lovely. I'd love to do that again. That felt nice. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
right? Pay attention to those cues. Find out what they are, pleasure cues. Find out what pleasure cues you have and then pay attention to them. And start to pay attention, start to see like what brings those into your life and say yes, intentionally make space, say yes. And when things are saying, that doesn't feel good, pay attention. Say no or say different. When something feels really good, say yes more. Okay, so that's, that's today. That's my message to you. Okay, that's my message to you today. And so Today, I'm going to say, I'm going to speak us into the future of now and say, I live, we live in a world where the messages and the communication with our body and our conscious mind and our communication, our relationships are unified. And who we are and what we're becoming trusts the wisdom and the information that our body, our physical body, is contributing to that. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know someone who would benefit from hearing this message, send them the podcast. So feelwiseone.com, you can find classes online and in person. You can order your I Love My Life manual deck and academy so that you can be nourished with even more skills, teachings, and practices of how to listen and know yourself and great company to do it. You can play it as a game or you can use it as a daily tool yourself. And I'll share with you a simple thing that Caroline shared with me about this deck and book. And she simply says, Sophia's cards are magic. So if you don't have a set yourself, come on over and order it so you can. That is it for today, my loves. I wish you the absolute blissful, blessed and blissful time with yourself today. May your cues be subtle. May you hear them. May you act in align with them. And may you have satisfying and pleasurable experiences in your life as a result of listening and um and treasuring yourself okay thank you so much and uh you know be in touch as you feel inclined peace thank you so much for listening thank you so much and thank you sam thank you sophia Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes, so go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it, and share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram, at SophiaWiseOne, uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wiseone, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place.
Y'all know you need to hear that, though. <laughs> you know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know. <laughs>